Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Welcome inside of this studio that we have now called our own because Jesse gets to be behind the glass. Uh, alongside my friend Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. I don't get a f- on state of the from you. What? Why not? I don't, I don't know. I, you just said you said your friend Jake. And oh well, yeah. No, you you guys are both my friends. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Jesse, if that made you're you an feel acquaintance upset. now. Um, an acquaintance. You've no, been sent but, back down a double A. But honestly. You know, it feels Falling. right. Uh, again, I'm just going to keep saying this. Jesse being behind the glass, me, me being able to look at them, and just him not being able to understand a lot of the things that I say, even with my facial expressions, because sometimes I'm, like, below the the computer screen and he can't see me. It, it makes me happy. Either way, uh, we got a big game coming up this weekend. Arizona State playing against Colorado. Big um, game? Yeah. I mean— it's a. Two and five team versus a one and six team. You wouldn't consider that to be a big game. No. Jake? I mean, given the current offensive woes quarterback battle we got going on, I think this is going to be a very telltale sign of who the signal caller is going to be for the rest of the season. It's interesting, but it's not a a big game. They are. Hey, this is a game that we want. Are we playing big game, not a big game here on State of the Sun Devils? Yeah, should we go through like all the college football games? No, I, this I don't is a think game they should win. A, but B, they're still. It's a it's a long shot because they got to win most of their games. They got to go five and one down stretch, or whatever it is. Four and one. Four and one. Excuse me. Yeah, I knew the math didn't make sense because they're two and five. But to go six and six to be bowl eligible, it's still possible. Um, highly unlikely, but it's still a dream. Still Jerry, possible. what are you doing? Don't worry about it. Okay. You you said no to uh, when he offered. You didn't want any beef and broccoli. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think the the audience wants the beef and broccoli into the mic. That's what right, you right. That's for. that's there's a cough button. Yeah. Okay. Beef and broccoli button. <laughs> I do like some beef and broccoli. It's good. It's like a top ten Chinese food. So, Jake. Depth, the depth chart came out today. It's hard for me to say depth for came some out, reason. It came out yesterday. Uh, yeah. Late last night. It's the today. Jeremy Hawks. Thank you, sir. Um, what do you think about the word or? How did, like, it's, when, when, it's on there a no, lot okay, of Yeah, it. but when you hear the word or, what does it like mean to you? The actual word or when it pertains to the depth <laughs> chart? Because both, I know both. what it means for the depth chart. Okay, both. Well, or means it's one or the other, <laughs> which means it's more 50 Jake's better with words than I am. We've already established that, so I wanted to go to, to the To me, guy which means 50-50, but when it comes to the ASU depth chart, the way they've been listing it all year, it would be starter, and then when the or comes in, that's when they were talking about the backups. There was really no or for a starter. So I guess this is the one time, the first time this year we've seen or listed as the starter. Uh, or sometimes gets put on the depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals as well. Usually it's next to A.J. Green's name. Um, <laughs> he played a lot last game. <laughs> he didn't play a snap last game. So it does it mean anything to you, Jesse, that Emory Jones is listed above Trenton Bourget no. on the depth no, no, chart no, no, before no. the or? No, this is a smokescreen, Jeremy. 
Uh, I think that Trenton Bourget is 100%. This is not a report. This is speculation. I think he is 100% the starter against Colorado on Saturday. And I think that Emory Jones will be his backup. But I, I think they just don't want to want to show their hand to the Buffaloes. So, yeah, I think we'll see Trin Borgay under center or in the shotgun. I guess it's better to say in the shotgun these days. Um, but, or the pistol. Or the, or the pistol, yeah. I think we're going to see— No wishbone. No, we might. No wing tee. No wing tee. No uh, single wing. We will see Trin Borgay as the starting quarterback. Um, something that our good friend Luke Lipinski said on Wolf and Luke, you can hear Wolf and Luke, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, not every day, that's five days a week, uh, on Arizona sports, the local sports leader. What time is that, uh, Jesse, since you're on the show? You 10 get, to 2. Yeah, 10 uh, I'm to the 10. associate producer of that. Uh, always behind the glass, including our show now. Um, Something Sometimes that I Luke Lipinski said them and yesterday during the segment. I so, saw that yesterday. Yep. The cupcakes. Something mm-hmm. that Luke yeah, said. That was it was either yesterday or the day before. He said that there was a possibility that why, why would they even make this a possibility? Why would Aguano make this a possibility if they were just going to go back to Emory Jones? To put heat on Emory, I guess. But I, I feel like they already did that. Heat on Emory, like we've been talking about a smoke stream for Colorado. If I'm John Aguano, I don't even name a starter. And maybe internally with the team, maybe I tell the guys. But in terms of telling the public, giving Colorado anything, just no. They they. If I'm Sean Aguano, I don't want Colorado to know who my quarterback is until dude shows up on our first offensive drive. I mean, there's no, unless I'm mistaken, there's no Sean Aguano with the media again this week. So. Correct. There's, he doesn't have to. Yeah, they're, they're just going to send out the starter when it happens. Or he'll he'll send it to Cartman or someone like that, but I doubt it. Yeah, no, no, no I don't think he's going to say that. I, think he, I don't even think he'll tell the production meeting at, you know. It'll for, just say or. That's why, yeah. that's why we got the depth chart yesterday that said or. This is what, this is all you're getting, basically. Yeah, I think. It's, and then, I, think I mean, like, game. maybe, maybe we'll. Like before the game, like nine a.m. I don't know, like something like that on Saturday. We'll get like a little inkling of as to who is it inkling or inkling, 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 as to who as as to who's gonna start. You know, I don't know words. This is this has been established on this show, right, Jake? It has. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we're gonna know for sure before the game, like when they get onto the field. During warm-ups. I don't, I don't even think we'll know during warm-ups. Like, you, you could just switch them in and out then. Yeah, but why would they do that? Just... I, I don't think... That, like, I don't think they're going to go that far. Okay. It's Colorado. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, probably but in pregame warm-ups, you'll get the sense of who's taking the first team reps. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, get, I get that. But I think, overall, just this is so that Colorado kind of has to cram... And not really know what's coming, you know they've they gotta they gotta prepare for two quarterbacks instead of one, right? With an interim coach, yeah, with an interim coach, and they have to who will be taking over play calling, yeah, which is takes us to our next. Well, part of I'm this saying project. both have interim interim coaches is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah, oh gotcha. yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah, like they have th- with an interim coach, Colorado has to prepare for two quarterbacks is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, that leads us to Colorado. Thank you, Jesse. Um, to Aguano calling plays. 
oh. leads us to a guano calling plays. Oh, well, yeah, that's in big letters. I probably should have been able to read that on our sto- on our show sheet. You're struggling today, Jeremy. Inside baseball. Okay? Yeah. Um, Jesse, do you want a guano to call plays? I mean, I, like, I, to me, you know, just how I watch football, like, I don't necessarily uh, judge a lot of play calling, like, unless it's really obvious. It's just not not my strength in watching football is like, oh, that was I didn't play football. So I don't really know what is a good play to call in a certain situation. But when you get to a third and six and you call a run up the middle, then, yeah, I mean, Maybe you want to change it up and try something else. And or so, fourth yeah. and three and you hand it off to Chase Edmonds, but that's yeah, neither okay. here nor there. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you might want to switch it up when you run the ball on third and six. <laughs> I would only be okay with a third and six run up the middle if we were 1,000% already knowing we were going for it on fourth. Because then we've already, we've then broken it down. It's okay, we need three and a half yards on each of these plays. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Now, why would you ever be like, let's get short yards and then go for it on four? It that just doesn't make any sense. That happens a lot. I mean, I I don't like it though. I don't don't like. I don't have to like that. If you're barely in plus territory, say you're on the forty yard line and it's third and six, and then it's now fourth and two from the thirty six. You're telling me you're not going to think about going for it. Yeah, but, You're but also, if I, I can just situ- get the first down on third, why would I try to go for it on fourth? That just doesn't make any sense. You're trusting your me. running back who has 5.6 yards per carry as well. Yeah, but that's not six. 5.6 is 5.6. But if you that's know you're six. going to go for it on fourth, you go into it thinking, okay, it's, it's the okay, same well, principle. Well, I, li- I don't like that. Jake, try to get Jake, a first down on round- three downs. Yeah, let's do it- some math. If we're rounding numbers, is 5.6 closer to five or six? It is closer to six. <laughs> but it's the same principle as when it's like fourth and fi- or third and 15, and it's like, okay. And it's, a, and it's obviously a game situation where you know you're going for it on fourth it's we don't have to get all 15 right here let's get 10 and then we can get six and get the first anyway anyway based off of that one specific play (laughs) call against stanford which i i personally think is atrocious then i'm glad that iguano's taken over for the play calling because just switching it up why not here i'll give my thoughts and then i have a question for you guys i think we're going to see a lot more in terms of running the football now what does that mean for the quarterback situation i think that means that trenton borgay is going to start two things sean aguano was the running backs coach before he took over as the interim head coach for this team he knows those guys he knows what they like he understands it so I think we're going to see a lot in terms of Valade and Gata on Saturday. That means that Trenton Borgay, you don't put him into the fire too much. You don't make him do too much. You don't you let him hand the ball off, run some play action, get Elijah Badger in space on some nice slants over the middle of the field, even... I hate to say it. I hate wide receiver screens, but maybe a few of those. 
If you can get the running game going, that'll get the safeties to suck in. Correct. You can get some deep shots to them. Right. But if they continue to try and establish the run, and I think that's what's going to happen with Sean Aguano as the play caller, then I think that's going to really be, you know, try, trying to ease Trenton Bourget into this offense is if he indeed is the starter. Now, if Emory Jones is the starter, maybe we'll see a little bit of option. We haven't seen that a lot this year. I would like to see it a little bit. I would like to see Emory runs run, Emory Jones run a little bit, but we'll see. Now, my question for you guys is: What does this mean about? Hold on, hold on. Emory won't be the starter. I 100% guarantee that. Without any sources, um, no. But I, that's just how you know Charles Barkley. He goes on TNT and he guarantees stuff. And how does that work out for Chuck most of the time? Sometimes it works. Sometimes most of the it gets you a hundred million dollars. Sometimes it, no. I think it's what was it? Two hundred million dollars over ten years. Yeah. See, people like that stuff. So you know what? I'm going to guarantee it. What does this mean for Glenn Thomas? I don't know. Personally, I haven't loved the Glenn Thomas offense, and it's it's not so much. I, I I don't love how many screens are run in this offense. That does bother me a little bit. But that coupled with the fact that it's like the tight ends don't exist. It's, like, it's like, been the they, ASU problem for years. Like, where's the tight end? What's the tight end doing? Why? But it's like you have can't they you use have more a six eight Messiah Swinson. You have a six four Jalen Conyers. Use them. They had no targets last game. They're big targets. Hey, talking about third and six. Last time. Runs, runs six and a half yards. In, in Whether it's zone or man. Get open. Six, eight. You, you don't even have to be. You don't even have to have that much separation at six, eight. <laughs> just, run, just run a Jason you know? Witten button hook. Like, uh, I don't get last it. time we saw Conyers in a big situation, he fumbled. So. He's made some plays in his career, though. Okay, but <laughs> you make one mistake, you're not going to penalize and do the rest of the year. Yeah, I know. Here's the thing. I think whoever the new head coach is, even if it is Iguano, I think that they'll bring in their person. Right. So, like, Iguano could, could shake it up and bring in... Can I make, like, a bold... How many offensive coordinators have they had in the past seven years? Like A lot. Yeah. And some of them are head coaches now. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Florida State's head coach. I'm blanking on his name right now. Mike Norvell. Yeah, Norvell. Jeremy just said it. Oh, my bad. Get me started on that guy. Um, Yeah, I I do want to make a somewhat boldish, not really bold, but I, I think the fact that ASU lost to Stanford, especially in the manner that they did, even if Iguano goes... Five and zero. Oh. I, I I don't think Aguano's coming back. I think that loss sealed any chance of nah, keeping if, the if job. If they go five and zero, oh, he's getting the job. But I I would like to say that you know, and we're we're about to get into our, our little Colorado Colorado preview here. But w- what I'm looking for out of this game coming up is exciting football. I like defense, and defense can be exciting. <laughs> But I don't want whatever we were watching in the second half last week because that was – I was like I, – I, I'm literally sitting here watching this. I could be doing a lot of other things with my my life. That was, that was bad football. I, I just don't want to see bad football. I don't want to see Big Ten football. I don't want to see Jags-Titans Thursday night. 
Yeah, it's like watching Commanders football. You don't want to do that. Here's the problem. Commanders though. are have won their last two games and their their most previous one. That was fun football to watch. Taylor Heineke, the Green Lizard, he can play. Jets are five and two. He can also scoot a little bit. Here's the problem when it comes to the Colorado side of the ball. They're one and six this season, so they've played seven games. They have eleven touchdowns on offense. <laughs> Their starting quarterback, Owen McCown, he's got two touchdowns. Is that like a, a McCown McCown? Is he one of the McCowns? I'm on it. Um, JT Shrout, his, his backup, he's got three touchdowns, three interceptions. Why did CJ Str- I'm sorry, that was, that was bad. <laughs> McCown is questionable coming into this one. Uh, two days ago, it said he was limited in practice on Tuesday. Um, undisclosed. And for Strout, um, CJ Strout, uh, Jesse, I made it. Tr- why why did I make twice. that that terrible joke again? Last game, Strout uh, played the most he's played all season: uh, twenty nine attempts, thirteen completions, two hundred six yards, two picks against Oregon State. Um, they lost forty two to nine. This, this Colorado State. team sucks. Like they're very bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you still think they're going to lose? Stroud? No. Absolutely. He's got a 17.2 QBR. Uh, uh, 17. So. 17. It's <laughs> bad. Can we, can, we, can we list these rankings, or do you want me to, Jeremy, of like where they rank in FBS? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, it. so. It's, it's really funny, actually. They are number 124 out of 131 in FBS in total offense. And then. They are number 125 out of 131 in FBS in total defense. So they're like down there with like some really bad programs. This Colorado team has has fallen quickly because like they were always a team that would give Arizona State some trouble. And I still think they probably will. But, you know, I don't think that ASU is going to lose this one. I just I just can't like ASU's. Just based off of like national ranks for offense, they're like fifty. But they were supposed place. to do the same thing to Stanford. Yeah, but Stanford, like they were coming off a win over Notre Dame, which I know Notre Dame isn't great, but like they still have five stars and stuff. Like Colorado has beaten Cal. Cal's in a horrible place currently in their program. So. This season, again, in seven games, Colorado has a total of 114 first downs. Um, They are 29% on third down efficiency. ASU, um, again, they have one more win than Colorado. They are 38% in third down efficiency. It's almost 10% higher. ASU is the highest ranked two and five team. According to what? Just yeah. like what was that thing you sent? Yeah, you sent it. To what was us. that according to? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. It was like three days ago. Why did you put me on the spot like that? <laughs> I think it's just like the the full poll that goes like down. I don't know. No, it was like it was the thing where it was you know score agami, except it was like record agami. Yeah, yeah. Was every yeah, record yeah, that, that was it. possible yeah, yeah, okay. through the season, and what's the best team at that record? Correct. It was so on ASU is it was the on best. college football Reddit. 
Correct. That's who it was. So according to them, ASU was the best two and five team in the country, which take that for whatever the hell that's worth. Um, so Colorado's bad. Yeah. <laughs> they have one win over that Cal team, like you said, Jesse, and that was in overtime. And they stormed the field. Of course. I thought they weren't going to win a game this year. <laughs> yeah, that, the, you don't storm the field when you beat Cal, this Cal team. Like When okay, you're this no. Colorado team? No, you, no. You just like leave. Just leave the stadium and go, go celebrate the and win. Clemson storms the field every game. That's, that's a tradition, though. This, isn't, <laughs> this, isn't, this was disgraceful. To go on Jesse's point of Trenton Bourget starting... It would make a lot of sense that he starts this game because it is the best opportunity for him to look good for your, even Guano to take over his play caller and instill however that ASU, whatever this version of ASU is going to look like with a possibility of Borgay at, at quarterback and Aguano calling plays. They're playing a team that honestly, like, you cannot fail against because if you do, then like jobs are on the line. In terms of like, like the, you're clearly not the guy. It, whether that's the quarterback, whether that's the head coach. Like if you if they lose to Colorado, I mean, I, that that's possibly the worst loss that we've seen. And uh, they lost Eastern. Michigan. They lost Eastern Michigan, who then proceeded to lose to Buffalo. Yeah, that, that who had the zero Eastern wins. Michigan I will lost say pretty bad. I will say though, there there, there was rumblings. There were rumors that. Staffers were given Eastern Michigan inside info on ASU. I, 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 just I don't, don't know how I feel about that. I just don't know how I feel about that. That was like snuck into that. I mean, Doug Holler reported report. it. Yeah, but it was like, but people. But he's like possibly, maybe, kind of. We'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about that one, but. Yeah, can can we uh, can we do predictions now, Jeremy? I, yeah, I I, I want to talk about Dion Smith real quick, who's out this week for another. This is another player who has an undisclosed injury. You don't really have to give what the injury is in college. Well, could it mean that it's he's kind of like going into the portal? He's he's their number one uh, number one running back. He had two hundred forty three yards, five point three yards per carry, only one touchdown on the season, but still, he's out for this game. Uh, Charlie, their number one running back moving forward. I offer offered all Charlie offered all. I think you said that right. Yeah, Good job. Um, he's averaging four point six yards per carry. So eh, not great in college, but pretty good. Um, so we'll see if ASU's run defense can can get some stops here. Um, Something that I would like to see, and we haven't talked about the ASU defense very much because they've been actually okay recently. Um, really good against Stanford. So, if McCown is starting, he's taken 10 sacks this year. And if Strout, if Shrout is starting, he's taken 5 sacks this year. And he's only, obviously, limited time back there. So, I'd like to see ASU, again, I think they have 5 sacks on the season. I'd like to see them equal that total in this game, maybe. That would be nice. Just knowing they had three coming into Stanford and they had four against Stanford puts them at seven. It's coming along. Yeah. The, the defense is looking I good. would love a strip sack fumble recovery. That'd be nice. Would love to see that from the defense. There'd be a hold or a block in the back. We, we know <laughs> We know. We know this. <laughs> well, the block in the back would then come would on, be on the, the recovery. Yeah. So that means you keep the ball. Yeah, I mean, you'd keep the ball, but they like 
in, instead of returning it for a touchdown, it would be that's fine. Be it's still a turnover. Game. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So defensive wise, um, I don't think we have any injury updates this week. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see them play well again against a team that is struggling, but struggling. Uh, to say the least. There you go. Um, predictions. I predicted ASU to lose this game early in the season, before the season started. I knew Colorado was going to be terrible. I didn't think they were going to be this terrible. Um, I if Trent here's here's what I'll say: if Trenton Borgay starts, it's a win. If Emory Jones starts, it's a toss up. All right, do you have a score prediction? prediction? ASU wins twenty-eight to ten. Ooh. Okay, I have. Okay, I have. I I think they lose if Emory Jones starts, but I think that Trent Borgay is going to start. So I'm going to say it's going to be twenty-four to thirteen ASU. Regardless of who starts at quarterback. You're giving them 13 points? I think I think it's my sure. turn. It's my turn! <laughs> I think ASU wins no matter who starts a quarterback. Um, I think Carter Brown has a few field goals in there. Yeah. I'm going to go um, 30-14. Okay. Again, you're giving them 14? I gave them 10. Four more points. It's like three more points. It's still, I mean, it's okay. a, that's Maybe a lot. Kick, uh, so that's a whole other possession where they get lot. points. The definition of three points is not a lot. Whole other possession that they get points. Okay. I mean, you're giving them two possessions. Well, like well ASU is kind of in a bin not break mentality and on defense. They do let some field goals happen. I don't, don't, don't tell Jordan Clark that. Never bend, don't break. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Again, we have ASU winning this game against Colorado, all three of us. So uh, that means it's probably not going to happen. Thanks for listening. Jesse Morrison behind the glass and Jake Anderson right next to me. We always appreciate it. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast, And you can find Jake's articles on AZ Sports on Twitter and ArizonaSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at AZSportsDevils. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao.